From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Monday, March 21st. The Russian invasion of Ukraine is having ripple effects across the globe. That includes the rural West. Natasha Erdlinson and her husband Todd live in southwest Colorado, but the two met years ago in Ukraine. Todd was a missionary there at the time, and now he's a pastor in Cortez. By now, Natasha has been in the States for more than 20 years, but she grew up in the city of Kharkiv in eastern Ukraine, a city that has been the target of heavy Russian attacks. And until just a few days ago, her parents still lived there. But they had to escape the city and make their way across Eastern Europe by car as refugees. Now they're safe in Germany, preparing for the last leg of their journey, a flight to America and eventually to southwest Colorado. Rocky Mountain Community Radio's Lucas Brady-Woods sat down with Natasha and Todd to talk about their family's experience. First of all, you know, thank you so much for, for talking to me today. I just want to say, and I'm also, I just want to say I'm so sorry about what your family is going through. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, not something that many people have to go through. Natasha, how, how are your parents doing? They're doing better. Um, they got out of Ukraine. Um, it took them a really long time because the commotion and the congestion on the border. So first they had to get out of Kharkiv. Um, and that took them four days of travel. Yeah, normally it would be a one-day travel to get to western Ukraine. Um, so that was the first really hard step for them to accomplish. And then once they got to west of Ukraine, um, where the Carpathians Mountains are, um, they spent the night, couple days and a couple nights there with my brother, and then they braced themselves for the border crossing. Um, it's a risk to stay, it's a risk to go, and you just have to decide and go for it. Um, and they did, and, I'm, and, and that brought me a lot of relief, knowing that they're at least they're out of Ukraine at this point. What, what did they see in Kharkiv? Oh, gosh, what did they not see? Well, um, when we first talked with them, kind of day one of day the invasion, one. her parents talked about, you know, they could see missiles going through the air from their apartment windows. They could hear explosions happening throughout the city. Yeah. Uh, the next day, they, you know, they were went down into an underground parking garage. And for the next week, That's they would they hear, were. yeah, they were yeah. down there with several other families and they would venture out to try to you know get water, food, um, but the background was you know explosions and gunfire. Yeah. Will they have a place to go back to when this is all over? We don't I know. don't know. So the apartment building next to them, we've heard that it got hit and it was on fire, probably ruined. Will their building be next? I don't know. Will it be still standing? Is it still standing now? They had 15 minutes to grab some clothes and documents, and and that's it. There, I mean, imagine in your 70s having to move to another country. And granted, I mean, we're very fortunate that we're here, so they can come to us. You know, they're coming to family. Yeah. Um, you know, daughter, we'll son-in-law, grandkids. Them. We'll help take care of them, yeah. but. 
to start over with literally the clothes on your back. Yeah. You know, her mom said the one thing she regrets is not grabbing more family pictures when they left. Yeah. Probably, you know, we'll never get to see them again. Um, and just the uncertainty, I think, is another, at least for me, the, the difficulty. Like, we don't know if they'll ever be able to go back. Looking, looking forward, what are your hopes for the situation? That Russia will leave Ukraine. And the and war will the stop. the war will end. And that Ukraine will be able to rebuild. And I would love, you know, again, how exactly, I don't know, but to see the rest of the world, you know, be able to help Ukraine rebuild. Mm-hmm. And, and they will. I mean, they, <laughs> I, I heard an interview um, uh, last week for a man, a Ukrainian man, and the reporter said something about, you know, you guys must be so terrified and so worried. And he's like, don't underestimate Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. We're tough. And they are. I'm married to one for 23 years. They're, <laughs> they're tough. They're going to they're gonna rebound and they're going to be, um, be stronger than they were before. So tell me about the fundraiser that you started. What's, what's it for exactly and why is it necessary? Sure. Well, um, <laughs> the, day two, my wife said, we need to start a GoFundMe because we need to buy plane tickets for them to come here and so i we went on and i never personally started a gofundme before but i thought well okay this is i think legitimate um so we started out just to try to raise enough money to buy them plane tickets you can yeah you can imagine um having to buy an international plane ticket with a couple of days notice they're not they're not cheap and so we thought, well, if we can at least cover expenses to get them here, that would be a great start. And um, it's, it's gone way beyond what we um, thought it would. Uh, you know, people have, in, not only within our church family here, but the community as well. And, you know, friends, I mean, literally throughout the world. You know, so right now, all the money that we receive through that fundraiser is going to help them reestablish here. The biggest thing that at this point that we're going to use the money for other than getting them here is to help build them a small house on our property, a place that's their home, their house. We want to um, give them something that's theirs, you know, that they can come. It's just, yeah, that's home. This is this has grown since we started this whole thing, you know, initially just get them here, but now you know, we're, How we're, can we help them to re, restart? Yeah, restart, b- build a new life uh-huh. here. And it's for, not going to be big. I mean, yeah. we're thinking 20 by 30. If that. <laughs> tiny little thing, uh-huh. one floor, you know, nothing fancy, just a roof over their head mm-hmm. that they can call their own. Right. That was Rocky Mountain Community Radio's Lucas Brady-Woods speaking with Natasha Erdlinson and her husband Todd, both Southwest Colorado residents, preparing for the arrival of Natasha's parents, who are refugees fleeing the war in Ukraine. And that's the KZMU News for Monday, March 21st. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.